Hello and welcome to a, another episode of Ding Dong Chomp. It's been a while. I am a host. No, you do that on the other show. My name is Marty. <laughs> I'm Steve. And we are two ding dongs who like to talk about chomping food. Let's do it. All right. You got a question for I, me? I do have a question for you. Uh-huh. What? Go on. You cook, correct? I've been known to cook yeah. here and there. Okay. Yeah. I've seen you cook. Yeah. I mean, we're, we, we are casual cookers. Casual we are not professionals. No. I've, I've, I think I've made, done it, been paid for cooking like twice, you know? Semi-pro. Yeah. I, I cooked uh, I cooked with a, a, a celebrity chef once okay. for, for a dinner party. That never was, worked at a restaurant, never had I, a... I've, I've done food prep and, and uh, waited for a very short period of time where they're like, no, 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 no. Put 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 that tray down. Sure. Go back down in the basement and start making lasagnas. Please. Okay. Yeah. So, but you do cook. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you? How how long would you say you have cooked? Wait. What What is your question? I'm getting there. I'm okay. Getting okay. There. I'm building okay. to it. Building. Oh, to I it. don't know. It's just since since, Twenty I, since years? I was a kid. Sure. No, a like, lot more than that. A lot more than I'm that. I'm an old man. You're an old man. So yeah. since you were 16, 17. Uh, sure. Yeah. So you uh, are not classically trained. You didn't. I am not classically trained. The CIA. I or did the not go Cordon to Cordon Bleu. I did not study uh, dark ops at the uh, <laughs> at the CIA. Sure, yeah. So you must have cracked a cookbook at once in your life. Sure, here sure. and there, yeah. You have. Mm. And what would you say your favorite cookbook is? Oh, wait, I don't read. <laughs> like, come on, I'm in part of the modern age now. Most people know this, but Marty is blind, <laughs> so there's not a lot of braille. Okay, cookbooks. blind people can read. Okay, I know, but there's not there's not as many braille cookbooks. Well, there That's actually a really good question. Are there Braille cookbooks? Oh, I'm sure there are. Uh, all right. Yeah. Write in if you if you've read one. Yeah. Or if you've written one. <laughs> well, there are so many different types of cookbooks. They're like these uh, specialized cookbooks, like the these diet ones, the keto diet cookbook, and the or the instant pot cookbooks that are like very popular right now. I think yeah. Martha Stewart has a, a pressure cookbook that just came out. It's okay. Like that doesn't sound like my Martha Stewart. Her ninety-first <laughs> cookbook. Really? Yeah. Ninety-one. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that insane? And she's written so she, every single one. And she, so she's made one a year. Uh, <laughs> Except for when she was in prison. Yeah. No, yeah. that's probably when she wrote them all. I don't have a specialized diet, so those cookbooks are not interesting to me. Okay. And I don't have an instant pot. Do you have an instant? I pot? I don't have an instant pot. I do have a pressure cooker, and you just tasted something that was out of came out of the pressure so cooker. So delicious. Yeah. It was a. I, 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 you know, I just let the meat do the work. The meat does the work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, no, it's just the key to the pressure cooker is if you're put, uh, putting a hunk of meat in there, just brown it really well okay. before before you pressure cook it. And then you've got these celebrity cookbooks like the the Chrissy Teigen craving cookbooks. You know, she has a whole line of cookbooks like like I'm gonna take cooking advice from a. Skinny, from a supermodel? A skinny supermodel. That's, that's not good advice. No, no. But she she did just come up with her cookware line in Target, so good for her. Good and, for and her. And actually, I think uh, she seems to, to be, you know, have good taste. But food. those are novelty cookbooks. They're, they're, those those yes. are not brick and mortar. It, it it's like, it's lifestyle stuff. Yes. It's yes. like, you know, reading Sunset Magazine. I, w- I wonder what Chrissy Teigen makes for John Legend on a on a Tuesday night. Right, right. Oh, or, she, or on date night at yeah, home. date night on a Friday. Yeah. What is she I want to eat what they're eating. Yes. Yeah. She has a... A chef that cooks for them. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> she's, she's like never ninety percent of the time, and yeah, then yeah, she's yeah. like, "Okay, where's my cookbook? Okay, <laughs> I need okay. to figure this out." So uh, yeah, but what cookbook cookbook? Oh yeah, I'm getting there. Okay. You know, but then there are the celebrity chef cookbooks. Oh right. You know, right. before 
it was uncovered that Mario Batali was a rapist, uh, allegedly. He was allegedly a cook. <laughs> no, no, I think he's a great cook. Okay. Like, and and I think his he's of those that ilk. Those are like great. His books are fantastic. He's worked in restaurants. He's owned restaurants. He's owned restaurants. Yeah, and I've eaten his restaurants. Yeah, and they're they're really I'm, good. Uh, what do I do now that he's been me too? What do I have to? I, I don't know. Throw it up. And then, but like, then there's a Thomas Keller one from French Laundry where that is just like food porn because, it, like, it would be, so, it would take so much work to do all the, the, the steps. Honey, he where's does. the centrifuge? I, I don't. Yeah, you know, I need to. I need to separate. Well, you can the pectins in these peas. We uh, were talking about the Searsol, the the Dave Arnold uh, gadget that he he's a, a, a sort of food nerd guy, and he created this blowtorch attachment that creates a, a good sear on meat. It's basically a portable broiler. Yeah, and it's great. It's really fun if you do a lot of sous vide cooking. It's a great way to finish your steaks. Um, I, I, the thing that I served you, I, I peeled the uh, or I blistered the the peppers with with the searsol. Right. But he came out uh, last year with the spinzol, which is an eight hundred dollar centrifuge. I know what I want for my birthday. I know, and w- it, which sounds like a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but. Like before that, they were using lab ones, which are like three thousand, five thousand dollars. Oh boy! Know? So, and this one is specifically for cooking, and there's all sorts of different things you can do with it. Sounds awesome, but I realize I would use it like once a year, and just to, just for Steve, like, hey Steve, look at what I can do, yeah. and like, yeah. But uh, I like that it's out there. Uh, but I I lo- love Dave Chang's Momofuku cookbook. Oh yeah, have you re- you've read that, right? I have read some recipe. I'm not a cookbook guy. Oh, we'll I, get, so we'll I, get yeah, yeah. To, to that. <laughs> but like, it is a, um, it's a, a story. You know, he wrote it with uh, Peter Meehan, and who's like a very entertaining writer, and and it, it it's much in the voice of David Chang, who's like this agro type A kind of, you know, fuck it, break the rules kind of guy. Right. And the recipes are also really good. And he he came up with some very um, accessible ways to make some And these are all recipes from, from his restaurant. Right. So right. you've been to the restaurant. Yes, it's amazing. Now go through all the labor right. of, of shopping and, and, and prepping and cooking. And then there are the, the people who say like, oh, you can't, he's, he's hiding something in the recipes. No, it's not. It's just that he, he has a, a full-on kitchen. He has better ingredients than we do. Yes. He has like... A little more time. A little more time. I mean, he's, yeah. So, like, a good chef will gladly give away his recipe because he knows that it'll never be, yes. nobody will ever equal what they can make. Um, but. Well, you can also make it once. You're right. He makes it 50 Th- times a night. Right. Exactly. You can't do that. Right. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, wait, back to the French Laundry. Have you been to the French Laundry? I have not been to French Laundry. Are you interested in I would love to go to French Laundry. Yeah. Are, are you inviting me? Do you have reservations? Let's go. Let's okay. go. We're, okay. we're ending early. Guys, okay. yeah. it's been great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Email us at... No, we're my not pa- for my parents' anniversary, they live up north. We, uh, My sister like redialed, redialed, like back in when it was in the heyday, you know, mm-hmm. and to get a reservation for them for, for their anniversary. They went, and it was expensive, and you know we had to book months in advance. They, they go, and my mother's report was, it was such a long meal... There were too many dishes, and the portions were too small. Mm. I like your mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. fun. Yeah, she <laughs> is fun. But it's just like, it's so funny. It's like, yeah, there was 
Wa- wasted on them maybe a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay. I think right. so. But th- I, I do love the cookbook. Yeah, but I'm not going to make like a meringue raft to clarify my shellfish stock, which is what is in the, the, the book. I don't even know what you just said. Right, that's, right. That's too much. So basically you create, you whip some egg whites and you just float them at the top of your s- stock. And as it's roiling, all the protein raft at the top catches all the little bits and so it helps clarify your stock it's so okay. such a yeah and you you have to do that for like five hours for like a one shot uh thing of chowder that they serve like mm. a tiny thimble full of chowder it's not a practical cookbook no it, it's no it's not a practical restaurant no. either i don't know maybe uh, we should do that and blog about it and then we'll meet we'll do a I would love to. We'll do a, a movie with uh, Amy Adams playing me <laughs> and Meryl Streep playing you. Yes, yeah. I think Meryl Streep could play both of us. Oh, she easily. We're not easily. that interesting. Yeah, the, but that that kind of food porn is is not. I I, I have the book, but I, I've never made a recipe out of it. And I, in fact, I have a ton of cookbooks, and I have only just looked at pictures because I'm 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 not a huge cookbook person, but I use them for reference. There's um, I, I'm more into the ones that get into like the cooking concepts. Yeah, and the hardcore ones. The hardcore ones, and I know there, there's one that you like. Like there's James Peterson's Sauce, which is like a great research thing mm-hmm. of like, you know, he just like it's an old old book um, that where he just gets into all like the mother sauces and just like the history and and all the the basic recipes. There's Michael Ruhlman. Are you familiar with him? No. He's he's a cookbook guy. He made this book called Ratio, where mm-hmm. he tries to break basic recipes down into ratios you know like a shortbread is or, or if you're doing biscuits it's a for every cup of flour you do half a cup of butter and then so like that takes w- the fun of cooking and makes it math right right a and pound cake is truly a pound, a pound cake. cake yeah, yeah pound okay. eggs pound of butter pound of sugar pounder but and then you when you get in that mentality then you can improvise in, in the kitchen more ah once you know the formula you can right you, you've you've learned you the, can apply the, the, the chord structure you right. can you can uh, put your own melody in it I sort of landed that. Yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> but he did make a uh, a book on sausage making, I think it was, or it was on meat. And like he had like a, he said, use either a tablespoon of, of coriander or like 18 grams. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to measure the weight. And like, it was like, I put it in, but then I compared it and it's like one tablespoon was like, three grams and 12, you know, it, it, the ratio was all wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And so it was, it was uh, embarrassing. <laughs> you know, no, don't read Michael Ruman's books. Okay. He's a hack. Wow. No, he's, he's good. Shots but th- fired. Then there's Kenji Lopez-Alt's book that he just put out, hmm. uh, which wh- I forget the name of it. But Serious Eats guy? Yeah, the Serious um, Eats guy. I'm sure it's called Serious Eats or... No, no, because... It's uh, anyhow, anyhow. It's it's very good. It breaks down everything. He's he went to MIT, mm-hmm. studied biology, he safety school, safety school. Could, he couldn't couldn't get into Harvard, huh? He understands the scientific method. Yes. So he applies that to his cooking. Well, he's a part of the blog world that has now published books. But he his blog, Serious Eats, was him. Well, he was hired for by, by, by Serious Eats. Yeah. He didn't create Serious no. Eats. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, he used to be with uh, America's Test Kitchen. And Cooks Illustrated, and then yeah, I knew that, but yeah. I thought he started Series Eats. No, I think I, I think they gave him a lot of leeway to create what he wanted there. Huh. Yeah, yes. So I've I followed him through Series Eats from the long ago. 
And I, I find him more interesting than any cookbook because it is the scientific method. He'll show right. you all the results of right. cooking potato for an hour at this temperature, two hours at this temperature. It, it's, it's less lifestyle and more hard science, but he's got a sort of fun approach to it. Yeah, and he's a sensible guy. Well, I mean, Cook, he didn't grow up wanting to be a chef. He grew up wanting to... He's a scientist. Well, he, he didn't. No, he was groomed like he's the offspring of scientists. Yes, you know, they, so. they end up as scientists. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then he applied those same skills to something that he really liked, and in fact, he just uh, last year, I think, or recent earlier this year, opened his own restaurant up in San Mateo. Yes. Uh, but I've not read his book. I'm a I'm a blog guy. You're a book guy. Uh, well, that's not completely true. But the the actually the one b- I have his book. And I really haven't read it. I've just like looked look through it, and I get it, and I like. I will use it as a reference. But the one I go back most to is the CIA cookbook, ah. Culinary Institute of America, and because it's like it's like these old school recipes that have been tried and true in every hotel yeah. and every thing. And so, like, how to make puff pastry? I don't want to know the science about it. I just want to know like what are the gen- general ratios for making puff pastry. Yes. And like, okay, I can do that and scale it down by a fourth or a fifth, you know, for just like one night of, of cooking as opposed to a banquet of cooking. It's similar to, um, um, uh, what's America's Test Kitchen's magazine? Oh, yeah, Cook's Illustrated. Cook's Illustrated. Yeah. Where they've, whatever the recipe is, follow it exactly because they've made it 10,000 times. I know, times. but the thing is that they're so didactic there. Like, they are just like, we've done it, all the work, so you don't have to, this is the one way to do it. And we found this great shortcut and it's not always great. Like they had a one where they they st- were saying how to make the crispiest French fries, and one is, it was to start with cold oil, and you for you just fry it once, hmm. and it was not like you know it uh, it, it was your resor- results may vary. Ah, uh, I don't like that. Yeah, so that that's my general like take on cookbooks. I think they're great for references, but I have never like followed them to a T to make a, a perfect meal, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, I did once for Julia Child's, uh, she had an illustrated, or a yeah, French cookbook, which I made a roast duck out of mm. it, and it was one of the most delicious things I made early early on. It's funny you mentioned her, because I grew up watching her, because they did her show in Boston right. on WGBH, and so it was, it was a- always on. And I, I always thought, even as a kid, watching her cook, are you supposed to cook along with her with the TV on? Like you roll uh, the TV into the kitchen I and think she's it's just to, I don't, I think and what about the 45 minutes you have to wait? This is pre, uh, D- TiVo and DVDs. This is, you're just watching as it's going. Yeah. You couldn't record it. I never understood. How are you supposed to take this information and process it? I, it, she was amazing because like, the, and that just, was her whole skill. Yeah. But was it just to watch a woman? I think it was. <laughs> and uh, it was to make it approachable. And when she would like drop it, chicken on the floor you'd be like oh well that's happened to me i loved all that but just at the end they didn't run the recipe and you could freeze frame and okay that that's what it was you you had to like take notes i think i think you you use it in conjunction with her cookbooks i see oh well i don't know if she had cookbooks back oh yeah that's how she originally oh that's right yeah i've seen i've seen the movie yeah i was about to say (laughs) did you not see i I did see the meryl streep didn't care for it yeah uh why uh didn't like the amy adams side of it oh it's kind of boring she became a butcher that woman Sure. So I was very broke um, as as a young man making my way in Los Angeles, and I would go to garage sales. So I just bought The Joy of Cooking because I had heard The Joy of Cooking is the book to have. Uh-huh. And I had an old 
seventies copy of it where the binding was falling yeah. apart. And that was my cookbook for a decade. That was my mother's cookbook for a decade. Yeah. And and I that's the, probably the first cookbook book I ever looked at. Yeah, that was my. Well, I also I think in the seventies the joy of sex came out. I think as and a, as a, you were like the joy of well, I'm close. Oh, yeah, oh, oh. Uh, you can't read the joy of sex. Well, the yeah. joy of cooking may may have sort of, sort of some template that <laughs> I could glean. Like, oh, what position do you? All right, that's cool. So I I used that for my formative cooking years as a broke twenty something, living in apartments, and that would be my how what temperature do you cook a uh, a, a meatloaf? Right. But now you can just. G- you know, just talk to your phone and uh, have it tell you what to do. Yeah, I think the the big aha moment, the uh, the ape touching the monolith in 2001 was when I had a recipe and you could change the servings and everything, like a spreadsheet, just adjusted. And I went, right. oh, yeah, you can't beat this. This, right. is, this is amazing. And for me, I go to recipes all over the place, but I love the comments because I want to listen to other chefs who say, I liked it, it was too sweet for me. I put plums. Chefs? Cooks, whatever nomenclature i like to read the comments and see what people who have cooked sure. and said oh i tried it like this i i i enjoy you you seem to like like a top down like someone above you giving you information i like the sort of bottom up oh there's all these yeah. different cooks and i see what demo- the the perils of democracy and i'm just like no you, you want a Mao telling you what to do? Oh yeah, that, I mean that's the the joy of, uh, see, I'm a of being a chef. <laughs> like yeah, if you if you had, okay, this is what happens when democracy happens is that the U.S. America v- votes as their favorite Mexican restaurant, Taco Bell. Sure, and that's that's the problem with democracy. The but market spoke exactly. So by the Incorrectly. way, incorrectly. Yeah, I'm taking it to America's <laughs> favorite Mexican restaurant after this <laughs> after this show. So you're welcome. Uh, but you have a book that I found fascinating, but I haven't purchased it yet. But and what book is this? Flavor. Flavor, is that what it's called? I don't know. Oh, uh, oh, the book which just lists um, flavors and what or products and what what pairs with them. Well, yeah, it, it just the flavor you, bible. Flavor bible. Yes, yes, yes. I Explain that. So these writers interviewed a bunch of chefs all around the country and the world, and they just made an alphabetized list of stuff like in a it'll say apples and then all the things that go with apples like in cinnamon al- cinnamon and cream and no a lot of things go with apples and i it is the only cookbook i think i look at it's not well, it's, it's not, not a cook- cookbook yeah it's just a reference because guide. It, it stimulates your your creative juices right yeah there's there are little sections which will, will say these three things go together you know under apples and there's little blurbs of oh we will cook apples with some halibut and put it over blah 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 and like oh that's a cool right. idea but not a specific recipe it right, just right, right. i'll have a no, no, I'll right. buy a protein it's right. something I, i've been really doing a lot lately i will just go to a market and i will buy something i have never heard of or seen or what the hell's a korean melon i don't know i'm buying it it's weird looking yeah. and i'll figure it out and then i'll i will open up this book and just find something that pairs with it and it'll stimulate hmm oh yeah what if I put this with that. It's just like the scene in Ratatouille where he's mixing uh, the cheese with the uh, mushroom and then the lightning, and it's it's this sort of... You're just running around the kitchen, just like randomly yeah. putting things in. I guess that, that for me, because I, I don't know, maybe I'm a creative person. I just like to create things rather than... <laughs> who, me? Who I'm me? creative. I maybe. Oh. I don't know. I don't like to follow the rules. I, I've I'm a rule breaker. I, I'm a bit of a rebel. I'm realizing that in my uh, later years, but... I I don't want to be told what to do. I want to invent and create new things, and I have. I have 
you know, um, through that book and just experimentation, come up with things that, well, where'd you, where'd you come up with, you know, wh- what recipe did you follow? I, I just, I made it up, you know, um, that, I guess that's where we're different. No, no, I, I actually, actually, oh, and you're also blind. <laughs> no, we're exactly the same because like my whole thing is like, I want to understand, I use cookbooks for basic technique. Sure. Of course. And then I want that technique so then I can make it my own. And uh, Chrissy Teigen, I want to know what she cooks for John Legend. That, I know. That's just kind of it's important like, to me. Because he's very particular. Yeah. He's very particular. He looks well fed. I mean, he went to uh, an Ivy League school, so he's... he's he He's never mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I actually... Nothing... We're just teasing. Sure. We, they seem like... We're just jealous of their relationship. No, but I just uh, if if you read if you read her do you not understand? Yes, and no, and uh, if if you read her cookbook, good on you. That's oh yeah. That, that's I I don't look down on people that read cookbooks right. or read like Martha Stewart says this. Yeah, so yeah. must do it. No, it's, and my mother loves Martha Stewart. Sure, and like she has her. I get that uh, on entertaining like that. That was the only cookbook she used for years, and it's like, oh, great, more Martha Stewart food. It's funny because I, I used to cook a lot of um, Cajun and Creole food because that mm-hmm. was one of my young passions. Uh, listen to episode one or two. Sure, it's in there, I'm sure. And so that got into the ecosystem of my family and friends. So every birthday I would get a Cajun cookbook oh, with, right. with another recipe of, of gumbo, which I've explained. You just make up. You just sit there and you look yeah. in your, your cupboard and go, I have this, 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 this. I know I need these spices. I know I need this fat. There's no need for a gumbo recipe. That's that's a that's right. A I mean, you, you know what the finished product should be in general, and you you sort of work yeah. your way to get there. So I had these stack of of Cajun and Creole cookbooks uh, all the way up to uh, the other Me Too guy, uh, John uh, uh, John Besh. Besh, yes, who has the restaurant August. Oof. Yeah, another. Maybe we shouldn't buy <laughs> cookbooks <laughs> because everyone no, just who buy them, them from has been Me Too from like nice women. Yes. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice, <laughs> nice women. And in, I don't know, are they? Are they? Do they exist? I do like. Th- there's some memoir ones that are interesting, like the uh, Mission Street, uh, Mission Chinese food. That that cookbook is really neat because it, t- it tells your story. Yeah, and and that's kind of fun to hear. And and like hearing those stories, you're like, oh yeah, I never want to open a restaurant. Oh sure, <laughs> and, and I enjoy the book by Bill Buford about Mario Batali Heat, and I I, I like. The, the behind the scenes, but just in terms of... Yeah, like so uh, very briefly, that's one where B- Bill Buford is one of those immersive journalists, like he did Amongst the, th- the Thugs, mm-hmm. where he he's hung out with soccer hooligans, and then he spent a year cooking... Football. Uh, I'm sorry, football <laughs> hooligans. Uh, he spent a year cooking at uh, Babo in um, uh, in New York. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I enjoyed that more than reading Mario Batali's cookbook. I, yeah, I, I but th- it's, uh, it's fun, and it, I guess... Like I said, I don't really follow th- the recipes. I just look look to them for the basic techniques, and that's why the Kenji Lopez alts. That's why the um, Harold uh, McGee. Yeah, you know, th- those Mod- ones modernist cuisine, y- like this, the sort of the technique. Oh my god! I was at a, here. Here's the thing: when you're at a res- uh, restaurant and you see like a, a wall of cookbooks, you're like, "Wait a second! You're a professional. Why do you need cookbooks?" But they write have to write the recipes down. No, right? no, no. They have like other people's cookbooks. Oh, and oh. like, yeah, that's a little is that, weird. Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> but it, we were at this one um, this past weekend in, in wine country, and they had a huge wall of cookbooks, but they were all just like high end cookbooks, and they had the whole modernist cuisine. This is like a six volume tome by a, a 
Nils uh, Torvald. He was uh, the CIO of Microsoft, and uh, his he's now become a patent troll. And then his side project is is making all these cookbooks. And he has so a lab somewhere. A, yeah, a, a in Seattle. Yes. Yeah, and so it's a, it looks like an amazing cookbook where they you know they cut in half all the cooking vessels yes. you know and so they could show them and they actually physically cut them in half to to demonstrate what's going on in the pot or in the barbecue whatever it's beautiful to look at i don't yeah. know if you could really make it, any of the recipes i think i, I think well, you need a well, centrifuge for some of the things. no but a lot of it's just like what is the ideal temperature to cook your brisket at in yeah. you know and then he came up with another five or four five six volume set just on bread hmm. and bread is pretty fascinating so yeah. stuff like that is really neat to me but i don't think i'd ever buy it and um yeah i have a question for you yeah what is ihob what is ihob yeah I-hob. Are, you, are you is i-h-o-b yeah indigo halifax Ontario, Boston, mm-hmm. as, as they would say in the uh, military. That's those are the <laughs> those letters. <laughs> where did those come from, anyway? Like Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Where, where? What is the etymology of all that? Well, that's just the military created. I know, those. but why do they pick those? Who who picked them? Jo- oh, this guy named Alpha, Bravo, yeah, Charlie, yeah. Delta. No, uh, Douglas MacArthur did. Douglas MacArthur. Really? Yeah. No. Oh, no. Okay. Is uh, some uh, but N- Napoleon? It was a standard just so that th- they could know. The difference between a, a D and a P, you know. Sure. Oh, I, I understand why they yeah, exist. Yeah. I don't know how they pick. Why didn't they say apple, bananas, carrots? Why didn't? Why is it alpha? Pro- or anyway, I digress. It's a, it's a separate side podcast where we yeah. talk about the military. Yeah, that's etymology now. <laughs> um, you can download it at <laughs> iTunes. So, for those of you living in a cave, IHOB is a rebranding. A brilliant rebranding by the a massive temporary, temporary rebranding. Brilliant rebranding by the massive international franchise, the International House of Pancakes. I hop. I will at, take the known. Chinese pancakes with Peking duck inside, please. Ooh, not that international. Oh, it's pretty, I, it's pretty much just a Waffle House uh, with better lighting. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they rebranded recently as IHOB. Right. And and previously it's a place where you just get all sorts of different types of pancakes and they have a different types of syrup at yes. the at the table and it's a waffle house basically. And but with pancakes. And I used to go there all the time yes. but then when they came out with the the grading system the A B C D like all the the IHOPs in Hollywood all got like D's. Ooh, yeah. not clean back not there. Not clean. Well, They've been going through a, a, a they're, they're basically a breakfast place. They, they yeah. have eggs and I think lunch items, probably a, a Salisbury steak. Mm. But you, you go there, uh, growing up where I did, you go there late into the evening and to soak up the alcohol from your... Um, Night out on the your, town. Your, the, yes, your, the evening you had just spent. And it was a place, you pretty much could see a fight go on, um, especially in, in the Boston area at 2, 3, 4 in the morning. I do recall, probably the last time I'd been there, was in high school and at midnight or New Year's uh, Eve, a bunch of friends and I just decided to drop LSD and we were up all night sledding in the dark, which is a lot of fun on Wait. LSD. <laughs> and then to you to weren't th- really sledding in the dark. Yeah, we were sledding in the dark. <laughs> you it, have no idea. I no, we got sleds okay. and, and uh, to to sort of come down. We went to an IHOP and I just remember sort of peeking on LSD. Like I don't think I should be here everything is sticky and it's sad and i don't want to be in this place and i ran out and i think i hid in the car but 
IHOP has left my purview. Yeah. Because I've become yeah, a yeah. sort of quasi gourmand. Yeah, for us it was like the hangover place. Yeah. You know, on the Sunday morning and just like I will have the Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity sure. with double sided bacon. Sure. You know? It's not a place where eaters go. Yeah. It's a cheap place to get a bite. And uh, I am working in a building in, on the Wilshire area of uh, Los Angeles, and there is a IHOP. They didn't rebrand this one. Mm-hmm. Another one in L.A. changed the IHOP to IHOB. This is just a, an IHOP. And the B was for burger. burgers. Yes. So they, they were trying to expand their reach. Yes. They, somebody did some market research and said, no one eats pancakes anymore. They eat burgers. We're in some sort of... Peak burger, we need and to And they came pivot. with a f- full line of different hamburgers. Yes. Like, uh, do you remember any of them? Uh, the, just the typical one with a French fry on, or uh, an onion ring on it, and mm-hmm. a barbecue. Like a Western burger. Yeah, n- nothing groundbreaking. It didn't It didn't penetrate my uh, my defenses from the sort of lower end of food. But I... I the I, Mega Monster? No, I never heard of that one. Two patties, American and white cheddar. Oh, that's too much. Uh, the the famous IHOP sauce, pickles. Any any. Go on, go on. So, I'm working now in a building, and there's an IHOP across the street, and I have branded myself amongst my coworkers as the food guy. As the, I like he to won't talk about shut it. up yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. If you think this uh, podcast yeah, is oh me yeah. not shutting up, yeah, sit in a room me. with him for yeah. 14 hours. Yeah. Exactly. And as we uh, exit the building for a lunch. Every day there's food trucks to the left. There's a taco place, you know, real Mexican street tacos to the right. And sushi. It, it is the, the hub of food trucks in L.A., yes. right? Like the, all the best food trucks are yes. there every day. And there's, there are all these sort of high-end choices that we go to. And I jokingly say every day, and by joking, it, it falls with a thud to everyone around me. I say, let's go to IHOP. Right. And they say, no, no, that's okay. So this went on for months throughout the summer. Right. And a few weeks ago, someone called my bluff. They said, sure, let's go. And I froze, and I said, oh, shit, I, I hop? Oh, ooh. last time I was there, I was on uh, some uh, window pane acid in <laughs> the 80s. Okay. And we crossed the street, and I went into an IHOP. Now, it had, it's been, they've redone the inside from when I oh. was last in one. So it's, 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 like it's, it's very modern, and they've got sort of bright orange colors, and the booths are huge. It's a, it's a massive restaurant, you know, c- c- compared to most places in that part of Los Angeles. And the clientele, it kind of feels like you're in a third-tier city's airport uh, cafeteria, you know, food court. It's just people dining alone, and there's kids running around. It, it's not what I'm used to in, 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 in eating. And we, sat at a, we were seated at a booth, and I looked at the menu, and I realized, oh, they have burgers. So I'm going to get a burger because it's lunch. And you're a burger guy. I am a burger guy. Yes. I, yeah, I, but for everybody listening, Steve makes actually delicious burgers. Yes, and like I love fan, burgers. Fantastic burgers. And so I went, I, I, of course, I, I've had the eggs. I've had the pancakes. I'm going to eat this burger, which will be the most disgusting thing ever. I'm, I'm there ironically. I'm, you know, being the elderly millennial that I am, I'm going to, you know, tweet a photo of this terrible burger i ordered just the these they call them steak burgers St- steakhouse burgers yes I, I i ordered one now how would you do when you imagine a steakhouse burger what what do you uh, envision um very thick mm-hmm. big fries okay steak cut fries steak cut fries um uh, a big really 
uh, foamy bun, like uh-huh. not not a not or a fluffy, maybe. fluffy and yeah. Fo- yeah, but not, not like spongy, spongy and, and not really that flavorful. Okay, and probably overcooked and a lot of salt and then okay. tons of condiments. So I just I just ordered it and was excited to eat this terrible burger, and it arrived shortly thereafter. And it um, did you have it the signature IHOP sauce on it? Yes, I I, I ordered it, and, which and is and Thousand me- Island, right? Thousand Island, right? right. Uh, medium rare. Which they uh they uh they they they, they could they handle that they okay go on so the burger arrived and it's the the top of the near brioche bun has been uh branded with a little um an H or an I I couldn't tell because it was it was hard to it was hard to, you know the I was bun so was screaming when they they put it on there yeah, yeah. they <laughs> and I bit into it and uh I just took a step back emotionally because it was did you have that that moment in uh, ratatouille where I, you were just taken back to I, when you were a kid I, given I, a shitty burger by your mother no i the complete opposite i was in flavor town i couldn't believe <laughs> oh, i know we're gonna get Can't sued you, okay, we're gonna get yeah, sued yeah. for that one but yeah. that's, that's okay he doesn't listen to this does he i enjoyed the burger i hate you for using that so term. well there you go uh it was amazing it was so and and I'm trying to remember where I had eaten the day before, but I'd had a burger at some fancy. Oh, at uh, Hop Daddy, or Hop yeah, Hop Daddy is an Austin burger chain that has now come to L.A. and it's super fi- high end, fancy schmancy, eighteen dollars for a burger. And I'd had a burger there, and it was terrible. It was too much going on, and the meat wasn't cooked correctly, and the bun wasn't right, and I was annoyed because it was eighteen dollars, and this. You know, inside tip for you listeners: the burger, fries, and a drink are six ninety nine. What? And hold on, don't don't pause the podcast yet to go get your car keys. Unlimited fries, like Red Robin, like Red Robin. But this burger, the bun is a little sweet. It's not spongy. It's somewhere between like a brioche, a brioche, and a regular bun. Uh-huh. I, I, they, I like they, they did something weird with the bun. The, the meat was really good. They didn't overdo it with the, the the Thousand Island was spread incredibly thin, almost to the point where it was an afterthought when you ate it. Uh, I put a little mustard on it because that's my move. I like a little mustard. I think every burger should have mustard. Uh, pickles, lettuce. I forgot to say no cheese because I don't eat cheese, but I ate cheese because what are you going to do? Yeah. Peel, peel it off? Yeah, and you're a, a monster for not eating cheese, but go on. That's a separate podcast. So I enjoyed every single bite. Went back two days later. What? I could A, the price point, because I'm cheap, was unbelievable. Okay. The And the fries... Not oversalted. I was like, oh, they're going to be, you know, greasy spoon oversalted fries. They almost needed salt, which I used ketchup to just add a hint more salt. It was so, un- I, I was so shocked okay, at how this good episode this brought to you by It's not brought IHOP. to you by. I, no, and I've been proselytizing it, and people look at me like. House of Pancake. People look at me, and they go, you're messing with me? You, you're, not, you're not serious. I am serious. Okay. If you want a really good burger, go to IHOP. Okay, you I are went, pointing I, at me. I went two days later. Yes. And then you went again. I, I went again because I could. No, you've gone three times. I've gone right? three times in a month, or less than a month. Okay. The, the second time I didn't. Fourth one, then you get free onion rings, I, right? No, no, no. I said no fries because I look. I looked a little deeper into the menu. Uh-huh. You can substitute pancakes for fries. Okay, so you eat a an umami 
but a little sweet bun and uh, a, a sort of a vinegary pickle burger, and then you okay. s- you scoop up some. We w- want you to subscribe, <laughs> but we cannot blame you if you unsubscribe no, based on this this one episode. Pancakes, okay, with a burger, the sweet uh, the uh, the syrup on it. I, I didn't eat all the pancakes. It's it's too much food. It's it's gross. Don't 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 be that. Just don't be that guy right now. It. Blew my mind. Okay. Have you been to Five Guys? Mm, yes. And there's a Five Guys even closer, and I think this is better than Five okay. Guys. It, but it's a different style. Five Guys is, is the, the griddle burger where it's like pressed in, into the griddle. There's a, we go to the Five Guys almost once a week, and it's good. Okay. Yeah, I like Th- Five Guys. This is better. Okay, but different style. And what different about Shake Shack? Shake Shack is, a, the, you, is, is taken, sweeping through the country, taken never it by been storm. to Shake Shack. All right. Because there are always to, to Hop lines. Daddy, which is now in L.A. Nah. Okay. I, I implore anyone who likes a cheap burger and and wants to go and experience children running and screaming in the aisles, people eating alone but talking on their um, FaceTime on their phone. Oh, <laughs> like the you it, would not believe this the, burger, the, mom. The, no, that wasn't that was me. Oh. The, the, the 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 place is a nightmare, but the burger is so good and the price point. I, I and the service and this the, is something they I get don't, a good crust on it, right? A really good crust. Like I think it, that's the key to a good burger. I I don't I don't know. I I was I they subverted my expectations. I was expecting to be garbage, and I've been three times, and I'm a burger snob. Yes, you it's are. It's better than Five Guys, and also, I never care about service. I don't. It's it's whatever. They are the nicest people. I I feel so well taken <laughs> care of. I've tipped like thirty. I mean, it's seven dollars. Okay, like have I you have done the steak burger every time? Have you yes, not? I've you just done the steak. I, I don't don't mess around with anything weird. Wait, wait, wait no, the big brunch, which puts no, no, a fried no, no, egg no, no, on no, no, it. No, no, just a burger with just, a fried egg is delicious. Just get the steak burger. Okay, but how do you know if you haven't even tried the other ones? I will report back in several weeks when I've tried all of the rest. But for now, as someone who is really particular about their burgers, okay, I cannot recommend it enough. Okay, and for the record. Like you did order yours medium rare, and I cannot guarantee that will happen to everybody because on their menu, they say they have a disclaimer saying that they cook all burgers to a minimum of 158 degrees, which is way that's well done. Yes. So they, uh, I think they said, sure, we'll cook it medium rare, and then they cooked it to <laughs> to whatever 158. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, it, it didn't so matter. it didn't matter. It didn't, it didn't matter. matter. It was that good. My brain, okay. My brain just said, "It's this is medium rare." Yeah, and and it's a big, huge chain, and they don't have control over all the the different uh, uh, avenues of of you know, where meat comes from. So it's in their best interest to cook everything to an internal temperature of 160, which is well, 158, whatever. That's what the FDA uh, recommends. But, but thinking about that price point. That's what a burger, fries, and drink. And I, I got a uh, unsweetened iced tea. You can oh, have, yeah. you know, because he's watching your feet. I'm he watching, watching my, your Yeah, well, when you've yeah. just eaten a th- fourteen hundred calories, you yeah. don't need a, you don't need yeah. a soda. Seven dollars and some uh, and a light change. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like like the twenties or thirty cents. And Steve is very anti tipping, so he saves no, you the no, more no, money. No, 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 no. I tip like three, four dollars of that. I'm so happy when I leave there. Ten dollars is lunch. So what? I, I don't care what the price. I, I I'll give it to the server. It's USDA choice meat, which it's is which ch- is like one up from the bottom, sure. and uh, and oh well, no, it's two up from the bottom. So there's machine select choice prime. So it's one one down from prime. I enjoyed it better than black that. Angus beef. Sure, it, it 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 just will shock you how delicious it is. Okay, 
and I think the price point is okay. better than the, fast you food. Are, there's something wrong with you, yeah, Steve. I, I, I refuse to believe it. I am overworked and underpaid, <laughs> Yeah, and I, I need an outlet, and IHOP is my new fascination. Yeah. Um, well, there. I would say that you would go. You should go online. Oh no, it's seven bucks. Go ahead and try it. Let us know what you think. Let us know what your favorite chain burger is because we we know Steve's. I'm I've eliminated burgers really. Not eliminated. I've stopped eating burgers or ordering burgers. I'll just get a, uh, a veggie burger because I, I I'm I don't. You don't need it. I'm trying to cut down on my meat intake, sure. so I, I just order the uh, veggie burger. I've yet to try an Impossible Burger. Delicious. Uh, so that's that will be my go-to. I'm going to go to White Castle and get that. <laughs> they, they're starting to serve Impossible Burgers there because... Oh, uh, wh- what a time to be alive. I know. Uh, it's it's a golden, golden age. Also, by the way, just side note, I did go to Five Guys because it's right near our office. And I ordered the hot dog, which no, I, I think that was I was the first human who's ever ordered a hot dog. The, I, I think they uh, were about to close the store down because they'd never heard. I'll have the hot dog at Five Guys. It was delicious. A good hot dog is one of my favorite things. Split in half, slapped on the grill. You can get anything on it. I had jalapenos and coleslaw and all the stuff. <sighs> it's right. and it's five dollars. I, I don't. Super cheap. Okay, this is <laughs> the second half of this brought to you by Five Guys. Hot dogs. Uh, you can get them at your fr- in the freezer section at your local grocery store. Let us know what what your favorite bargain is at the at the meat <laughs> when you're looking for cured and salted and fried meats. You can email us at podcast at dingdongchomp. What's that email address com. again? That's podcast at, at dingdongchomp dot com. That's D is in dingo, <laughs> I is in indio, N is in Nancy. Um, yes, I, I can't spell. I know I, I, that's too long. We, it's a, we try to keep it short here, but this is a little, I think one of our longer ones because you were. I've, this, it's the most passionate I've seen you. I, my world has been changed. All right. Well, I'm we through hope, the looking glass here, people. We hope you ch- we changed your life too, and uh, we will see you uh, next time.